the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Poke. Sorry to get this out so late on a Tuesday. It's been a very busy day. I finally uh, was able to get home this evening and sit down and get out my thoughts about Chuba Hubbard and the Heisman Trophy. We'll get to all that. I want to remind everyone that this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. So make sure you follow all the Locked On sports here in the state of Oklahoma. Locked On Pokes right here with me, your host, Colby Powell. And uh, you can also follow John Hoover with Locked On Sooners and Brady Trantham with Locked On Thunder, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we'll talk a little bit uh, about some basketball later on in the show. But right now, I want to start, obviously, with what is the biggest story right now in the collegiate sporting world, and that is the Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy finalists were revealed last night on ESPN's Monday Night Countdown, and I had the TV on, I'm watching, and they said alphabetical order. They're releasing them. So I know to myself now, there are five potential finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Chuba Hubbard, Jalen Hurts, and Chase Young. So I know if Chuba Hubbard does not come third in the order, we've got problems. So they announced Joe Burrow. Okay, okay, all good. Announced his stats, all good. They announced Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 touchdowns, one interceptions. Yeah, 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 all good. We're still good here. And your third finalist for the Heisman Trophy, Jalen Hurts, which I know comes after Hubbard in alphabetical order. So I now know at this point that Chuba Hubbard is not a Heisman finalist. So, of course, they announced Jalen Hurts. They announced Chase Young. And look, look, I'm not going to uh, talk down on someone else who made the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I thought this was a year where they could have and should have had five finalists. Uh, I think that there were five guys worthy of being in New York, the four who are there, and Chuba Hubbard. Here's the big difference between the four who were there and Chuba Hubbard. Number one, the four who were there, uh, they all play at big-time schools. Big time. I don't know if you would call LSU a blue blood. Ohio State and Oklahoma are certainly blue bloods. I don't know if you call LSU a blue blood, blue blood, but they've won a national championship recently. They play in the SEC West. Uh, they've had, you know, a ton, a ton, a ton of NFL players come through there, and LSU is a big time, big time program. So, and, and I had this conversation yesterday with somebody on Twitter, uh, Chase Rogers, who I went to high school with, we were going back and forth because he's like, you know, if OSU wins 10 games, Chuba's there. And while I certainly think wins and losses have something to do with it, whether we like it or not, I think a bigger part of the problem for Chuba Hubbard, what do those other four guys all have in common? Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, and Chase Young. Those four guys all played on national TV constantly. This season, you could not turn your TV on on a Saturday afternoon without watching Jalen Hurts, Ohio State, Justin Fields, Chase Young, or Joe Burrow. Couldn't do it. Could not turn your TV on without seeing one of those guys playing every single weekend. Chuba Hubbard, on the other hand, Chuba played a lot of his games that just nobody saw. And I said this last week. I, I said, I don't think he's going to make it because I don't think people saw him play. I mean, the amount of people who vote for the Heisman, I don't know what it is, 1,100 people or something. 500, 900, I don't know what the what the number is. It doesn't really matter what the number is. It's a lot of people from all across the country. And 
Chuba Hubbard had his best game, 927 voters. There we go. 870 media members uh, and 56 former Heisman winners. And then the public at large is granted one overall fan vote thanks to Heisman's premier partner, Nissan North America. That's what their official website release is. So Chuba Hubbard, does anybody remember his best game this year statistically? Does anybody remember what channel that game was on, what time it was played, how many people were watching? Chuba went for 296 in a conference game against the only team that beat Oklahoma this season. That is insanely impressive. I mean, that was a huge day for him to solidify his Heisman candidacy. And you know what happened? Nobody watched because that game was played in the evening. It was played on ESPN Plus and the feed cut out in the second quarter. There was an hour rain delay in that game. Chuba Hubbard's best game of the season, nobody saw it. If you don't play quarterback, I tweeted this out last night. You can follow me at Colby J. Powell. I tweeted out last night. If you do not play quarterback and you don't play at a blue blood, it's just going to be nearly impossible for you to make it to New York. Jonathan Taylor rushed for more yards a year ago than Chuba did this year. He didn't make it to New York. He plays at Wisconsin. Probably a pretty comparable program to Oklahoma State, really. Usually a, a top 25 program. When you have a good year, you'll win 10. When you don't, you'll win 7 or 8. Wisconsin and Oklahoma State, I think, are very comparable. Jonathan Taylor didn't get in last year. Chuba Hubbard didn't get in this year. Why? Not enough people saw him play. If the voters don't see you play, you're at an immediate disadvantage. Those guys are just going to vote for what they see, for what they've seen and what they know. Another big problem Chuba had, another big thing that he had working against him, the other four finalists, they all got to play a 13th game. They all got to play in their conference championship. So we got to watch Justin Fields and Chase Young on, on Saturday night against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Got to see those guys make big plays. We got to watch Jalen Hurts against Baylor on Saturday. Now, again, against Baylor on Saturday, it's entirely possible that OU won in spite of Jalen Hurts, not because of Jalen Hurts. But again, he's the quarterback at Oklahoma, which is a blue blood. So he already checks the two biggest boxes. Quarterback, blue blood. Those are the two biggest boxes. If you're a quarterback at a blue blood, you got a great chance to be there. Just go out and put up some big numbers. Go out and put up some big numbers at a blue blood at the quarterback position. You're in. Same guy does at Oklahoma State. Maybe he gets in. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But at OU, that guy's getting in. It's a blue blood. Joe Burrow obviously deserves to be there. Joe Burrow is going to win it in a landslide. I saw something today. Some people are predicting that Joe Burrow is going to get 90 to 95% of the first place votes. And... He, he probably deserves that many first-place votes. But Chuba Hubbard deserved to be in New York. He didn't make it. Not enough people saw him play. Didn't get to play the 13th game. I've said this before, too. I think the timing of Spencer Sanders' injury might have cost Chuba Hubbard a chance to go to New York. Oklahoma State's offense with Spencer Sanders, Tylen Wallace, and Chuba Hubbard, it was starting to get pretty dynamic. And you know what happened? Tylen Wallace goes down. Okay, you lose the dynamic aspect of having an elite receiver. Okay, you still got Spencer Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. You can run the ball 40 times a game. Chuba can get 25. Spencer can get 15. Having the quarterback run game holds those guys on the edge, Open up, opens up running lanes for your running back. You lose Spencer Sanders, and now in Oklahoma State's not, – not Oklahoma State's, but in Chuba Hubbard's two biggest games of the season, especially the OU game, when more eyeballs are on Chuba than they've been the entire season. So now we get to Bedlam, and, and Heisman voters, who likely have not seen Chuba play one time all season – are like, all right, everybody's saying this kid should be in New York. Let me tune into Bedlam. Well, now Oklahoma State, it, it's not the same offense. You don't have anybody else out there. You've only got one guy. So what does the defense do? They load up to stop the one guy. He still goes north of 100 and scores a touchdown. It's not enough. It's not enough to get you to New York if that's a Heisman voter's first time seeing you. 
So in the last few weeks of the season, everything that could go wrong to keep Chuba out of New York went wrong to keep Chuba out of New York. If you would have asked me uh, at the end of October if I thought he was going to be there, I would have said, yes, I do think he's going to be there. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to have the best record, but I think his numbers are going to be astronomical. I think he's going to go north of 2,000 yards, and I think that they're going to be forced to put him in there because he had such an incredible season. And then what happened? He didn't get to 2,000 yards because Spencer got hurt, totally changed the dynamic of the offense, and they lost OU on national television when more people were watching Chuba Hubbard than had seen him all season. So just had a lot of things uh, working against him. I want to take a break. I want to come back on the other side, talk about some of the reaction to Chuba not making it to New York, including Chuba himself's reaction to not making it to New York. So that's coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes. Colby Powell with you. A little late here on this Tuesday. Uh, life got in the way today of me getting the podcast out any earlier. Uh, it was a full day. Got uh, new tires on the wife's car. Had to run up to the doctor. Uh, I don't know if this is TMI or not, but I'm going to go ahead and share. I have a very minor case of shingles on my back, so I had to go to the doctor today, get that checked out, get my uh, antiviral and steroids prescribed that I get to take for the next couple of weeks. Uh, get the dogs taken care of today. We're actually heading out of town uh, tomorrow evening. I'll have the uh, the podcast up, so making sure we've got people here at the house to take care of the dogs. Uh, we're just going on a little family vacation, going up to Branson, Missouri, play a little golf, so uh, should be a good weekend. That does mean no Locked on Pokes Thursday or Friday. I'll be back on Monday, so again, no Locked on Pokes Thursday or Friday. I'll be out of town, but I will be back Monday, so thank you everyone for being patient uh, as as I uh, had some things to get to today before I got the podcast knocked out. So uh, anyway, back to Chuba Hubbard and uh, him not getting invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I know this is something a lot of Oklahoma State fans wanted for Chuba Hubbard. I know this is something Mike Gundy really wanted for Chuba Hubbard. And I think the reason is because Chuba is such a likable guy. He, he seems so humble uh, you know, he's a very quiet guy, very non-assuming star, if you will. You know, he's going to be drafted. He's going to be an NFL running back. And, and he just kind of seems like a good old boy out there playing football, having fun. And Chuba Hubbard, in true Chuba Hubbard fashion, with all the class in the world, released this on his Twitter yesterday after finding out that he was not a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. What's up, Cowboy Nation, everybody back home? Uh, I just want to take a few seconds to say, uh, thank you to everyone that supported me and was voting for me in the Heisman. Um, you know, I'm blessed to be in this position. I wouldn't be here with uh, my teammates or any of y'all. So I just want to take this time to say thank you. Um, I'm forever proud to be a, a cowboy and I'm going to keep, you know, working hard for y'all. God bless. I mean, that's Chuba in a nutshell right there coming out. You know, I'm sure he was obviously disappointed. He would have loved to have been there. The, the notoriety that you get from that, uh, you know, maybe that turns some, some draft scouts heads. Who knows? Uh, being in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony is a big, big deal, especially for a kid from Canada. That would have been big for his entire hometown, his entire country, to have a Canadian at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Didn't happen. Uh, wasn't meant to be, I guess. Too many other quarterbacks, too many players from, from Blue Bloods out there having great seasons. So Chuba did 
couldn't make it. But all class, as always, from Chuba Hubbard, and you would expect nothing less from a guy who's been nothing but class since he arrived on campus at Oklahoma State. Most of the reaction uh, that I saw yesterday from both media and fans on Twitter were, um, I don't even know if I would say shocked was the word, because I think people were kind of bracing themselves for him not making it. I think as Oklahoma State fans, we have this uh, this intrinsic, whatever you want to call it, just this, uh, this whatever you want to call it, planted inside of us, uh, pessimism, if you will, where we just assume that whatever good needs to happen for Oklahoma State probably isn't going to happen. just seems like Oklahoma State doesn't really catch the brakes, you, you know, whether it's the Des Bryant incident, uh, whether it is uh, Quinn Sharp's field goal in 2011. I mean, I mean, I know I'm bringing up some painful things. Chuba Hubbard this year. Brandon Whedon wasn't even a Heisman finalist in 2011 uh, because of Quinn Sharp's field goal. Uh, the BCS in 2011. You know, the the Abdul Adams fumble in the first quarter of Bedlam 2017, which was a scoop and score for Oklahoma State to take a 10-0 lead and was then overturned and ruled an incomplete pass. Oklahoma State ends up losing the game right at the end. It just seems like whatever should go right for Oklahoma State doesn't usually break down that way. And, and I feel like uh, we all now have just kind of trained ourselves to assume that w- whatever we think should happen for Oklahoma State probably won't. Something will probably end up happening that will prevent uh, whatever Oklahoma State fans think should happen from happening. So I think people have been bracing themselves for Chuba Hubbard not to be a finalist. I know that I was. So I think most of the reaction yesterday was not shock and surprise, more so just disappointment and, and more of a conversation about what even is the Heisman Award at this point. And, and we've talked about this before. Wins and losses as part of a, a a trophy like this with such prestige is is problematic. And the reason wins and losses are problematic is because a guy like Chuba Hubbard at a non-blue blood like Oklahoma State is immediately swimming upstream and facing a nearly impossible battle to get to New York. Whereas if you roll up at Oklahoma or Alabama or Ohio State and you're the quarterback, uh, I mean – there's a 50-50 chance. There's a coin flip that you're going to be good enough to make it to New York in the modern era with quarterbacks going uh, every year. And I think after this year, it'll be nine of the last 11 awards will have gone to quarterbacks, and the other two will have gone to Alabama running backs. So, again, blue blood. But the problem with the wins and losses being such an important part of it, who wins the most games? Blue bloods. College football's designed that way, right? We've talked about this. We talked about this after Bedlam. College football's not designed for parity. It is designed for Ohio State, OU, Alabama, and Clemson to make the playoff every single year. And if somebody else makes it, then it's a fluke, and next year the other teams will be back in. Alabama will be back in next year. That's how it works. That's how the college football playoff is designed. That's how college football is designed. So when your entire sport is designed on a handful of teams at the top winning all the games, I mean, think about it. In pro sports, they want parity. That's why every year the The worst teams get the best players. That's the whole point of a draft. If you're bad, you get better players. It makes you better. It creates more parity. College athletics is the exact opposite. In college football, if you're great, you get all the best players, and you get even better. You get the best coaches, and you get even better. So in a sport... 
that does not encourage parity in a sport that is designed for the same handful of teams to be successful year in and year out, having wins and losses be such a big part of the most prestigious individual award in your sport is problematic because what that does is for all intents and purposes, it it usually narrows that award down to a handful of schools who are able to win it. And now in a modern era where quarterbacks put up such huge numbers, it's even tougher for somebody like Chuba Hubbard to have a chance to win that award. I, I mean, really ask yourself, if Chuba Hubbard this year on an 8-4 and four Oklahoma State team had put up the exact same numbers that Barry Sanders put up in 1988, do you think he would win the award over Joe Burrow? Because I don't think he would. I think an undefeated quarterback would win the award over a guy who rushed for 28, 50, and 50 touchdowns. I I just, I I don't know how I I could believe anything else because that's what we've been, what we've been trained uh, to to see from the Heisman. So it's, it's certainly not what it used to be. I I think, you know, you go back and you look at the the list of winners. uh, It seemed like you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, anybody could win it as long as you were the best player in the country. And nowadays, it it doesn't matter as much. And look, this year, for the record, I think Joe Burrow was the best player in the country. I think Burrow, Joe Burrow deserves to win the award. But I think Chuba Hubbard deserves to be there. And my point is, 30 years ago, he probably would be there. Because 30 years ago, maybe it wouldn't matter as much if you played on a blue blood. We didn't have talking heads 24-7 who sit around all year and only talk about the quarterbacks at Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU. I mean, people weren't even talking about Chuba Hubbard until late October. And like I said, a lot of Heisman voters, I'd say probably half the Heisman voting base, probably watched him for the first time in Bedlam. They were like, oh, this is Chuba's last game. Let's watch this guy, see if he's worthy of my Heisman vote. Whoop, nope. Oklahoma State's offense looks anemic. Boy, how'd this guy put up these numbers? Ah, it must have been against inferior competition. No, it's because the offense looked totally different before their two other best players got hurt and were out the rest of the season. I know I'm kind of rambling on here and talking myself in circles, but college football is designed for a handful of teams at the top to be successful. And the most prestigious individual award in college football has so much to do with wins and losses that more more often than not, the winner and the guys in New York are going to come from that same handful of schools. Again, if you're not in the club in college football, it's nearly impossible to make your way in. All right, I need to get out of here. We'll talk a little basketball recruiting on the other side. I've gone on long enough about Chuba Hubbard and the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Tonight, tomorrow, why don't you treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. One word, all caps, locked on. If you're listening on the go and can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back, talk about a big offer that Oklahoma State made today, Oklahoma State basketball, to a five-star recruit from a familiar school in Florida. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. If you've got any thoughts about Chuba Hubbard, uh, him not making it to New York, and anything I talked about there in the first 
20 or so minutes. Let me know at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, again, I know that a lot of people may not hear this one since I got it out so late today, but hopefully those of you who do, uh, let me know what you think about Chuba not making it in. Do you agree or disagree with what I've had to say about uh, you know the Heisman the Heisman pool being so small to start the season based on kind of what the criteria have turned into uh, to make it to New York anyway. So uh, hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today, and what do I see? I see that Oklahoma State basketball has offered 2022 five-star Derek Whitehead out of, wait for it, Montverde Academy in Florida. Sound familiar? It should sound familiar. Montverde Academy in Florida is where none other than Cade Cunningham plays his high school basketball. Uh, Cade Cunningham, uh, so first off, Derek Whitehead, who is a, a five-star in 2022, tweeted out a picture of Gallagher-Iba Arena and said, extremely blessed to receive an offer from Oklahoma State, to which Cade Cunningham quoted that tweet and said, Cowboy fans, make sure y'all stay on him. He's going to be special for sure. Obviously, they're on the same, same team right now down at Montverde, Montverde Academy. Uh, Derek Whitehead is rated five stars. 247 Sports has him as a .994. Uh, for reference, they have Cade Cunningham as a .9996. So uh, Cade Cunningham is about as highly rated as you could possibly be. He's currently rated as the number 37 player uh, in the entire country for the class of 2022. And, and this is kind of what you want to see from Oklahoma State. You, you want to see Cade Cunningham inspire a snowball effect when it comes to recruiting. You want Cade Cunningham to be the first five-star, the first snowball that starts rolling down the hill. And you, you just want it to build and build and build until it's an avalanche. And Oklahoma State has elite talent to compete with some of the best programs around the country. And Oklahoma State landed Cade Cunningham from Montverde Academy in Florida. I'm all about going back to fish in that same pond. You already know people down there. Obviously, you're familiar with them, having uh, having recruited Cade Cunningham, having been around. And now if Cade Cunningham comes to Stillwater and has success, that could lead you toward um, t- toward some more uh, t- towards some more success recruiting from that same school. And that's one of the elite basketball uh, programs in the country whenever you're talking about high school basketball. So hopefully Cade Cunningham is the first of many that Oklahoma State is able to land from Montverde Academy in Florida. And hopefully uh, that really gets the ball rolling for Oklahoma State basketball to get this program back to where Oklahoma State fans really deserve for it to be at. And that's what Mike Boynton is trying to do. And it's a huge part of the reason Oklahoma State fans have such love for Mike Boynton. He, he seems like he really understands what Oklahoma State basketball was, what Oklahoma State basketball should be, and and what Oklahoma State basketball will be like from a fan base standpoint if you put a winning product on the floor. If you build it, they will come. So Derek Whitehead, again, five-star, has received an offer from Oklahoma State. So we'll see how that plays itself out over the next couple of years because that's how long it takes in recruiting. Again, he's class of 2022. So that uh, is not going to be wrapping itself up anytime soon. All right, I'm going to call it a day. I'm back tomorrow for one more episode this week. And then again, I'll be on vacation Thursday and Friday back Monday of next week when Oklahoma State will have faced off against Houston. Since I won't be here Thursday or Friday, I'll talk a little bit about that game against Houston tomorrow. So uh, appreciate everyone joining me on this Tuesday. Again, sorry I got the podcast out late, but thanks for joining me and listening to another edition of Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.